afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we have ourselves a new Speaker of the House. And this uh, this went down, what, last Wednesday, last Thursday? So it's been a few days, and we just thought we'd let it marinate for a little bit before we made any any comments. I've had people ask me, so, you know, what do you think? Uh, who is this guy? We don't know a lot about him. What, you know? which I, I think having an unknown commodity to the majority of the country is a good thing. Uh, I've I've heard some people describe him as MAGA Mike, Mike Johnson. But for those of us that don't know a lot about him, there are some people on the left who do know a lot about him. And hearing their description, it tells me everything I need to know. Okay, maybe not everything. It tells me a lot of what I need to know about Mike Johnson. I'm going to play a clip for you from CNN. That's just going to be eye-opening. Uh, you, you know what? Let's, right here at the onset, let's let's just jump into a definition of Mike Johnson that uh, comes straight from the heart of the left. Let's take a listen. We've been talking uh, about uh, Speaker Johnson, uh, and uh, what's interesting one of the things uh, that's been going on with Speaker Johnson uh, is uh, that uh, he, um, he he's, a, he's a very smooth operator. Like, I, co- I covered him way back in 2005, uh, and I was in Louisiana, and uh, I was covering a parish there that continued to proselytize uh, its public school students, continue to do school prayer, public school prayer, even though courts kept telling them to stop. And he worked for a group called like the Alliance for De- Alliance Defense Fund or something like that. And he presented these very, very Christian conservative uh, views in a very moderate mainstream presentation. And I remember turning to my producer, Avery Miller, at the time and saying, this guy is going to be a congressman very quickly. Um, I did not know, this is about 18 years ago, I did not, I would not have predicted he would be a speaker within, within 20 years. But it does not really actually surprise me because he has these very conservative views, as Michael Waltz, Congressman Waltz acknowledged earlier. Um, he's one of the most conservative members of the House. And yet in manner and bearing, he seems like a, a next-door dad. Well, there you have it. That is the viewpoint of Mike Johnson from the left. Wish I could remember this guy's name here that's talking. He's one of the CNN talking heads. He's one of the biggies. And I can see his face. I, I know you can recognize his voice. You know, I haven't watched CNN in so long that these the names of these guys is it's left me. And I and I am and I'm 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 happier because of it. You can hear it in my voice. So, it, you know, his his reference to, to Mike Johnson is that he is, you know, one of the most conservative members of the House. So apparently, you know, he and Mike Johnson go way back to 2005, he says, where he was covering, you know, Louisiana, covering one of the parishes down there. Did you catch the language? He said, you know, Louisiana just continued to prostolot proselytize their their students by by having prayer in public schools even though the court said stop how dare this you know and he says i'm i'm in a parish well again it's it's a a religious term louisiana has parishes and 
instead of counties. And I, you just felt the emphasis there, you know, Louisiana or the, you know, these backwoods, you know, Bayou types are just out there trying to proselytize the kids. You know, we're just going to have prayer in public schools, even though the court said stop, and they just kept doing it. That's who Mike Johnson is. That's who Mike Johnson is. He wants to ramrod prayer down the throats of every public school in the country. Now, he doesn't say this. You can feel it, though. You can feel it in the tone. You know, again, describing Mike Johnson, he said, he presented these very, very Christian conservative views. If you say very twice, does that does that just make it even more so? He presented these very, very Christian conservative views in a very moderate mainstream presentation. And I said to my producer, this guy is going to be a congressman very quickly. All right. Did you feel it? You know what he's saying. This guy's a smooth talker. He's a smooth operator. He um, he knows how to water down his very, very conservative Christian views. And he knows how to water them down in a very moderate mainstream presentation. He's going to be a congressman. He has the skill set to fool the masses. We know what he's all about, this Christian conservative who just wants to proselytize all these students out there and just and just, you know, make them pray in their public schools. That's who this man is. He has these very conservative views, one of the most conservative members of the house. Well, Okay, we'll take it, right? If this is the viewpoint of the left, of Mike Johnson, then, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> now are we not going to celebrate this? All right, let's 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 jump to another clip. This is Carolyn Wren, and uh, she's being asked the question, hey, uh, what do everyday citizens you know, think about this. You're out and about, you know, you've been traveling, you've been, you know, seeing what's going out there in the, in the heartland. So, you know, tell us what, what do the citizens feel about Mike Johnson? The response over the past three weeks, I've been to DC two days. The rest of the time I've been out amongst the people, out amongst the people in places like Dallas, Phoenix, they are, they were ecstatic. They were so happy to see that someone was finally doing something and standing up against the DC cartel. You saw just a hero's welcome for people like Matt Rosendale when he went back to Montana with people like Matt Gates when he was in Miami and had his people jumping and screaming, thanking them. That has been the reaction outside of Washington, DC. The reaction in DC today is total meltdown. K Street has absolutely no idea what to do with Mike Johnson. They've never heard of him. They don't know him. They don't know how to get to him. And that is incredible. Like, I really think we need to take a second and just recognize how big that is for this movement right now. We have a Speaker of the House that owes nobody anything. And that I, I don't think that has happened in modern history. That is Carolyn Wren. That clip, I think, came from War Room late last week. Uh, you know, so the question is, hey, you're out there amongst the people. You're out there in the heartland. What are you seeing? And she says that they're ecstatic. 
the people are ecstatic, ecstatic, they're thrilled, they're excited, they're they're happy that somebody is finally standing up to the to the cartel. She refers to the Washington elite, the Uniparty here as the cartel. But then on the flip side, she says Washington, D.C. is in total meltdown. K Street doesn't know what to do with him. They don't know how to get to him, referring to Mike Johnson. And then she says, that is incredible. Do you remember that that old TV show back in the day? When I was little, there was a TV show called That's Incredible. And then, you know, these people on the show did all these amazing things. That's incredible. And the audience would shout, that's incredible. Uh, I, I feel like maybe uh, Mike Johnson should um, go on this show. Let's have a remake of this show, and let's just you know play the clip of <laughs> of this of this new speaker being elected, and then the audience can shout, "That's incredible!" Uh, we we have a speaker of the house. She says that owes nobody anything. I don't think that has happened in modern history, and that's what she's referring to as being incredible. Is he doesn't owe anybody anything. She she says K Street doesn't know what to do with him. They don't know how to get to him. So what's K Street? You know, we've heard a lot about K Street during this entire process of, of what we, you know, what the media would say is a fiasco in the House of Representatives. It's a fiasco. The House of Representatives is imploding. Well, is it really? I mean, yeah, yeah yes, uh, you know, last week there were some frustrating moments for me just because uh, I, I, you know, I felt like members of the House weren't, you know, voting for the speaker who I wanted. Uh, but I'm very happy with with Mike Johnson, and Mike Johnson gets unanimous vote from the Republican conference. All of them vote for him, and you know, we haven't seen this, you know, through this whole process. So we've been hearing a lot about K Street, and a lot of people, you know, maybe don't know what K Street actually is. Um, K Street in politics is a term used to describe the political and lobbying activities in Washington, D.C. This is where all these big firms reside. Uh, it's used as shorthand for power, influence, and money associated with political and lobbying industries. Um, you know, because all these big lobbying firms, they all have their addresses on K Street. Um, K Street is closely associated with the concept of influence peddling. Yeah, yeah, we're going to peddle our influence and we're going to try to, uh, um, you know, we're going to try to get into the, the hearts and minds and pockets of congressmen. Influence peddling is the practice of using money and connections to influence legislation and policy. K Street is home to a vast network of organizations and individuals that specialize in influencing politics and policy in Washington, D.C. That's their job. And they've got a lot of money. And, they're, and, they, and because they have a lot of money, they have a lot of influence. And they want to turn the hearts and minds of these politicians uh, this also includes political action committees, lobbying firms, and public relation firms. They're all there. They're all there, and they're all influence peddling. K Street has been in the news in recent years due to its role in a number of controversial political and lobbying scandals. What? I mean, they wouldn't have any scandals down there on K Street, would they? 
For example, the pay-to-play scandal in which Jack Abramoff, a prominent lobbyist, used his influence to secure lucrative government contracts for his clients. And this is, you know, why, um, you know, Matt Gates has been saying for days and for weeks, hey, when we, we should make it illegal that when people leave Congress, they are not allowed to go work for one of these lobbying firms. They are not allowed to go to work on K Street. Because, you know, they've made all these connections in Congress, and then they can go to K Street and get these lucrative um, financial positions because based upon their connections. And then they can use those connections to, you know, manipulate, you know, what's happening in the halls of Congress. And Gates is saying this this shouldn't be allowed. You, you know, when, when people leave Congress, they should not then g- get a fat, hefty paycheck to go back into Congress to influence the hearts and minds of other congressmen. You know, you've got this well-known senator, you know, he retires, he leaves Congress, uh, and then he goes to work on K Street, and he comes back to Congress, and he finds this this young whippersnapper. He he finds this freshman, and he and he starts to you know sit down with this freshman and have coffee. And this this freshman is enamored by you know by this this veteran of Congress, and then this veteran of Congress is then allowed to you know twist and turn the hearts and minds of of young men and women. I mean that's the um, that's the word picture here that we're getting. Uh, and so Matt Gates is just saying, you know, we need to put a stop to this. This whole lobbying industry is massive. K Street is a powerful force in American politics, and its influence is felt in the halls of the U.S. Capitol and even in state capitals across the country. It's a testament to the power of money and influence and, and politics. And so here Caroline Wren is saying, uh, K Street doesn't know who, who who Mike Johnson is. You know, they've never, you know, Mike Johnson, nobody knows who Mike Johnson is. And so K Street, you know, they haven't had their hands in his pockets. They've not been, you know, funneling Mike Johnson tons and tons of cash and influencing Mike Mike Johnson in tons and tons of ways. That's the, that's the point here. That's the point she is making. And this is why conservatives throughout the country are, in her words, ecstatic that somebody is doing something to stand up to the cartel. Um, you know, because Mike Johnson isn't owned. You know, who who else came into politics and they weren't owned and they couldn't be bought? Yeah, Donald Trump. He he didn't he didn't need the money of the lobbyists. He he had his own. He had his own deep pockets. Uh, I, I don't know that Mike Johnson has his own deep pockets to the extent that Donald Trump has, you, you know. But but the point that that Ren is making is that the lobbyist, you know, Mike Johnson is this unheard of name. He's an unknown commodity, and the, and the lobbyists they, they're not wasting their time on him. All of a sudden, he's Speaker of the House, and K Street's running around in circles. Who is this guy, and how do we get our claws on him? How do we sink our 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 clutches, our talents into into Mike Johnson? I mean, you know, how do we get a hold of MAGA Mike? You know, because that's what some people are calling him, because he is a uh, a MAGA America First guy, uh, and who, who apparently isn't isn't owned financially, and isn't that what we want? 
well, Dean, why does this matter? You know, why does this matter to education? You know, your show is called The Dean's List. You should be focusing on education. Well, um, it matters because leadership matters. Leadership matters. And, you know, we already heard from the, the CNN talking head that in Louisiana, you know, Mike Johnson was interested in promoting prayer in public schools. Well, Matt Gates has a, has a bill out there that, you know, may not wither on the vine now that we have a Speaker of the House who, who believes in this sort of thing. Um, I could be wrong, but I, but it looked to me like Mike Johnson had a Bible when he went up to the, uh, to the speaker's chair, when he went to the podium, when he received the gavel. It looked to me, matter of fact, I took a screenshot of it. I sent it to Cindy, and I circled what looked to be a Bible. And I said, "What? What is this? Is he is he is he taking a Bible up there with him?" Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Leadership matters. Leadership in this country matters. The the leadership in that position, Speaker of the House, matters. You know, that person is second in line to the presidency. And, and leadership matters. And we want people that that are leaders and that believe in oh, that that actually believe in religion and morality, because that's what we need in education today is religion and morality. All right, we'll pick more up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen, and uh, welcome in the studio for segment two. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Dean. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been a while. It has. So I was talking about uh, him, MAGA, MAGA Mike, as they're referring to him as, mm -hmm. and, and he had his Bible up there, and I was saying that I sent you that um, the picture circled, and I said, hey, what's this? Yeah, I don't think you realized that that was... He was up there to take the oath. Right. So, yeah, he's got the Bible with him yep. too, to as he's going to have the oath administered. So he mm -hmm. he's probably not going to carry it to the to the chair every time he's up there. 
we'll see. <laughs> there, I have a, I was listening to someone the other day that, that knows him well. Um, and I wrote this down, uh, a quote from that clip that I was listening to. And um, this gentleman says, um, that Bible that is standing right there next to him at the podium is the one that every time I go into his office to lobby is sitting right there. He has his table clean. His desk is clean of all the papers. He has his Bible in the center of it. And he just goes on to say the word of God is, is his guide. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a clip uh, th th that we have here where he talks about that very thing. I think this might've been the Hannity interview. Mm -hmm. I don't recall, but um, let's take a listen to that. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's a curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. That's what I believe. And so he's pretty clear about it. Yes, he's very clear. So would we be upset if he had the Bible with him in the, uh, in the speaker's chair every time you went up there? Absolutely not. I mean, that's that's refreshing. I think so. To hear leadership. I think the, uh, the, the media despises him for it. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I've, we've got some clips to, to play, some, some media montage. But before we do, I want to play the clip of his speech where he is talking about, I, you know, he's kind of talking about his, his beliefs here. So let's, let's play that clip real quick. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear that, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it. So there he is. He he just comes right out there with it. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like he beats the media to the punch. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they're going to want to say, matter of fact, I've got some articles over here. Well, he where... doesn't shy away from it, which is, like I said, is refreshing. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for people who who don't know much about him, the things that he's making clear that he wants them to know are, are what he's saying at the onset, uh, onset mm -hmm. here. Yeah. You know, he's talking about his his biblical worldview. Yes. And in front of the entire house, he says, I believe that God ordains leadership. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I'm paraphrasing, but he said each and every one of us are here because of because God ordained it. Mm -hmm. How do you think certain members in the house felt about that? <laughs> oh, good question. Because, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, I know. There are, because we know there are members who don't share his, his right. religious philosophy. Mm -hmm. Although, the, whether people want to accept it or not, or, or embrace it, I should say. Um, again, our country was founded on biblical principles. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that you cannot deny. And, and to be in a nation where we are, we have the privilege to, to be able to be self-governed. I mean, we're expected to self-govern mm-hmm. and, you know, from our foundation, we, for the most part, the, the society as a whole self-governed according to biblical principles. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have to self-govern with a set of principles. And, and that was that was the foundation. Mm-hmm. And and so our nation is what it it was and has been. Because of it. Because of it. But then when the Bible was removed, you know, from prayer from schools and the Bible removed, mm-hmm. then the decline began. So we've talked about that. And this article here, this is from NBC. And they're almost coming at him because that is what he's saying, that that's his belief. And I but feel that like, the foundation right. of the nation. Uh-huh. So here's what they say. Uh, Before entering elected office, Mike Johnson, the new Republican speaker uh, of the praised, quote, 18th century values Mm. and told an audience that Americans should live by them when it came to morality and religion. Okay, well, there it is. And video footage of a forum hosted in 2013 by Louisiana Right to Life, an anti-abortion group. They just like to, you know, put stuff in. Johnson, a devout Baptist, and then an attorney for right-wing groups, did you catch it? Mm -hmm. And causes, is asked about the, quote, condition of conscience in Europe and Canada regarding abortion policy. Saying he has just given a seminar to a bunch of high school kids in Shreveport, Johnson quotes George Washington and John Adams, saying, the first two presidents and other founders, quote, told us that if we didn't maintain those 18th century values, that the republic would not stand. And this is the condition we find ourselves in today. He's absolutely correct. That's truth. It is truth. And NBC, of course, doesn't like to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so when they talk about it, they're going to throw in these, you know, terms of right wing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> you know, other other things that they call him. But it says in the aftermath of the mass shooting in Maine on Wednesday night, in which 18 people were killed and 13 wounded, a clip circulated of Johnson blaming mass shootings on 20th century American reforms, listing no-fault divorce laws, the sexual revolution, radical feminism, government-sanctioned killing of the unborn. He said liberals had created, quote, a completely amoral society in which young Americans were taught there is no right and wrong. Again, correct. Truth. And and so how is it that the left is upset that he's saying, yeah, this is why we have mass shootings? Mm -hmm. Because it's a condition of the heart. I've heard him say in other clips, it's it's a heart condition, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. I don't know if I'm getting it. No, no. Yeah, you are. I think he did say that. It's not. He was saying it's not the gun's fault. Right. It's not the fault of the weapon. Mm -hmm. It's a condition of the heart. And it comes back to this where he is saying in society, we're 
we're raising our kids and teaching them to be amoral. Right. The moral foundation mm-hmm. was removed, which had been laid down in the beginning by the principles mm-hmm. of the Bible, following the principles of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, uh, Johnson said, quote, Washington said in his famous farewell address, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are in, indispensable supports. Mm-hmm. And Adams said, our constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And he added, <laughs> it just keeps going. The founders warned us. They said, if you do not maintain religion and morality, the right of conscience being the most fundamental bedrock principle of them all, then the Republic is not going to stand. This will not work. And so, and here we are. Here we are. We're, we're watching the, 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 the demise and, um, and he's stating his opinion as to why, mm-hmm. but the left is going to destroy him for that. Right. How dare you say that our society is amoral? When in fact it's not. So uh, here's what you know, talking about the media and talking about the left and what they uh, what they think about him. Here is this is kind of uh, funny, and I, I agree with Glenn wholeheartedly. This is Glenn Beck's take on this. Let's listen to Glenn. Now let me tell you a little bit about what I know about Mike Johnson. Okay, now that we have that covered, <laughs> let me tell you how I view this. I remember being on the air when the, I don't remember, white or black smoke came out of uh, the Vatican Mm. and we're like, got a new pope. And the media was like, oh, we're going to hate all these popes, all these popes, they're bad popes. This pope is going to be a really bad pope. They're so bigoted. And, And then Francis, they pulled out the name and they were, I mean, immediately within 10 minutes, Everyone on CNN, MSNBC, everybody was like, oh, he's a good pope. He's one of the best popes ever. He's going to be, wow, we love this guy. And I remember looking at Stu saying, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, there's something really (laughs) wrong with this guy, okay? So what what did we do? We didn't know. We had a pretty good indication because the media loved him. Seeing that the media does not love... Johnson, I think that's a pretty good sign. So we uh, fully agree with with Glenn on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't love him, then chances are he's probably somebody good. And there is a montage out there. Matter of fact, I'm going to play it. There's a montage of media clips. And this is... Uh, it's not just one person from CNN. So I played the clip of, it was Jake Tapper, by the way. I did remember, I couldn't remember his name, the guy from CNN. It was Jake Tapper. And we we played his opinion of uh, of Mike Johnson. But there's a clip out there that is from local news stations. And they're all saying the same thing. They're reading their talking points? They're reading their talking points. And this is from local stations all over the country. Are you ready for this montage? I'm ready. It's going to shock you. Okay. No, it's not going to shock me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Great. 
Denier. Election 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 denier. The Louisiana lawmaker has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. The Louisiana lawmaker has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is known as a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is known as a vocal supporter of former President Trump. The lawmaker is a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. He played a key role in in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Johnson was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He was also a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He played a role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Mike Johnson is every bit the flamethrower that Jim Jordan is. He just wears a pair of glasses and dons a Clark Kent disguise. So are they calling him Superman? I don't know. I wear glasses. (laughs) I'm wearing them at the moment. (laughs) So they start out by calling him uh, an election uh, denier. Mm -hmm. And I counted. Did you count? I didn't count. 25 times. Oh, my goodness. 25 times they refer to him as an election denier. And again, it's the same talking points all over the country. It's amazing how that happens. Isn't it? Yeah. They all think the same thing. I also counted how many times. Did you say they're thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to say that. You know, we get something wrong every now and then. They're reading? That's what I meant to say. They're reading At the some same point thing. In their lives, they learn to read, and they're reading. Yeah, so that's that's what we're being shown. They, when they referred to him as a vocal supporter, the Louisiana lawmaker is a vocal supporter of Donald Trump. You want to know how many times? Because I counted no. again, twenty-five. Well, that and that's just the clips that they put on there. That was that's just the montage clips. You know, it probably happened thousands of times all over the mm-hmm. country. And then they said. He played a key role in trying or attempting to overturn the 2020 election. Hmm. A key role in trying to overturn that. You know how many times? How many times? Yeah. Well, this I lost Roll. count. I lost count at 30. Hmm. 30 times they uh what's going on? What I mean, what 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 do they want the American people to believe about their new speaker? Well, what do they want America to believe about anything? Just listen to the repeated talking points and you'll figure it out. Right, right. They they want us, to, you know, to believe that he, uh, well, they want us to believe he's an election day denier. He supports President Trump and he tried to overturn the 2020 election in that order. Mm-hmm. And then they want us to believe that because he believes in religion and morality, and he believes the founders believed in that, they want us to believe that there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. 
Because when they talk about it, it's always, can you believe this? Right winger. Right winger. <laughs> he is despicable. This, um, you know, I didn't finish this article, but uh, it, um, you know, it just goes on and on. Well, you know, morals are scary. Morals are a, are a frightening thing. And, I, you know, they do hate them. Because when we say we're, we're, we are where we are because we live in an amoral society, they just go nuts. How dare you say that? But they know that's why. They know the truth. Is it setting them free? <laughs> no, that is not a truth that is causes freedom. No, no, it's not. All right. Uh, we're running out of time in this segment. We will pick it up. In segment three, thank you for listening. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. Cindy's in studio today. I'm in studio. Hi. Hello. W- welcome back. Thanks. It's been a while. I know I said that. It's It has been. How so come? I've just been doing my own thing. I know it. You're in the throes of it. So we're talking about Mike Johnson and the fact that we don't know much about him, but we're learning stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And we will continue to. And we will. I think what we're learning, though, we like. Yes. Yes, of course, right on the onset, everybody is piling on. Yeah. 
in one way or another, whether they're for him or or against him, everybody piles on. Mm -hmm. So it's always it's always good to just keep your cool and and listen and mm -hmm. and observe and let things play out. Right. And uh, we we played the clip from Glenn Beck in the last segment, and he's he's making the point that if the media doesn't like somebody, mm -hmm. well, chances are we're going to like them. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely validity to that. Yes. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, you know, we also, well, we played the clip of the montage of, of how they, uh, they're describing him. Right. And this... I started this article. I think this is from NBC. It's called New House Speaker Mike Johnson Praised 18th Century Values in Speech. And you and I think that's a good thing, mm -hmm. that he's praising 18th century values. Yes. Where did you say that article came from? NBC. Oh, okay. right. And they, uh, <laughs> but it's just their tone. They don't think it's a good thing. They don't think we should go back to 18th century values. It would seem so from the tone yeah, of the article. Right. Absolutely, yeah. it would. Mm -hmm. They say in his 2013 remarks, Johnson said the U.S. was, quote, still an experiment on the world stage. We're only 237 years old, youngest form of government known to man. It's a great model. The founders were divinely inspired. They set it up in accordance with biblical principles. Mm. So good. Yeah. And it's that's true. And it's so true. And it, it, it is so good because it is so true. <laughs> but, you know, there's all those foundation deniers out there. <laughs> that's right. If 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 he's an election denier, if we can say people are an election denier, can't we call the others foundation deniers? We could. Because there was a distinct foundation. Mm -hmm. Laid down by the founding fathers. I think included biblical principles. Oh, I think you just coined something. <laughs> foundation denier. Yes, I'm going to start saying it. They're found. You're a foundation denier. <laughs> How dare you deny our foundation? I like it. I like it a lot. The article continues, but the point is, and this is um, this is still his Mike Johnson. This is still his speech from 2013. He says the point is that the religion and morality had to be maintained. And now we're being led from the White House on down to reject and marginalize religious values, to just erase all of our moral codes and look down upon those who would try to stand up and say, no, we have to maintain those. Mm -hmm. Correct. A, a very correct. Mm -hmm. And so then back to the article where it says Barack Obama was the president then in 2013. So he's giving this speech while while Barack's president, Obama's president. And so when he is saying we're being led from the White House down to reject and marginalize religious values, he's referring to Obama. Um, the article continues, to Johnson, America under Obama had become a, quote, postmodern culture defined by the absence of truth. Mm. I would agree. Absolutely. That makes the claim of the Bible inherently intolerant, he said. You know, truth has been replaced as the greatest virtue in society by tolerance. Mm. We have to be tolerant now. You know, forget being truthful. Right. This is this is now my own uh, my own take. Mm -hmm. 
the article continues, well, we are the inherently intolerant one to say, quote, wait a minute, life is sacred because we're endowed by our creator with certain and alienable rights. We have to stand up for those. So because he's saying, because we believe this, now we're intolerant. Mm -hmm. Because truth has been replaced by tolerance. Mm -hmm. And if you believe foundational truths, you're intolerant. Right. Right. If you are a foundation denier, you're extremely tolerant. Oh, you're tolerant because you deny the foundation. Mm -hmm. But if you're an election denier, you are not, you are not tolerant. You are very intolerant. Okay. Assuming the voice of an opponent, he said, oh, you bigot, can't you be a little more open-minded? Come on. That's like so 18th century, you know? So 18th century. Stop being so 18th century. And then the article concludes with, with Johnson saying, well, the founders told us that if we didn't maintain those 18th century values, that the Republic would not stand. And this is the condition we find ourselves in today. Unable to stand. And he's 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 nailing it. He's spot on. Yep. All right. Uh, we have a few more clips that I'd like to get to before we're done. Uh, Congressman Tim Burchett is on uh, Bannon's show, The War Room. And he, he has some interesting uh, take. Yep. So... Let's take a listen to this uh, first clip from Congressman Tim Burchett. And um, and we've got a new speaker, and he is he is one of us, Mr. Bannon. I'm I'm firmly convinced of that. He is um, he's a very decent guy, and I, I think this town um, they don't like people like him. They don't like him. Hey, the uh, the lobbyists and the special interests don't like him because he he wants us to get to start passing budgets again and and um, one-item spending bills and, and voting on the 12 individual appropriations bills. So Burchett says they don't like him. Uh, it seems like nobody likes him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know why we know why Washington, D.C. doesn't like him. Right. And, it's, and, and we know why K Street doesn't like him. And it's because they don't own him. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I talked about that in the first segment that they you explained K Street. Correct? I did. Yeah, we talked through K Street, and and we talked about how he's such an unknown. K Street didn't pay any attention to him, and all of a sudden, you've got this unknown who's Speaker of the House. And what? How did that happen? And they don't have their claws into him yet, so they don't like him. Because he isn't just going to lump all these bills into one continuing resolution mm-hmm. or one lump sum. He wants to divide them out. He wants to fund the government section by section by section. Mm-hmm. And they don't like that because now they can't sneak in their little right. their little pet projects. Yeah. Or you know, they can't hide this or that or the other. Right. And we know why the media doesn't like him, because, well. He believes in morality. <laughs> he believes in religion. He believes in God, and they don't like God. All right. So, this next clip uh, really dives into uh, Johnson's belief in morality and and belief in God, and this entire group that is supporting him. That this is their belief. This is what they all believe in. 
All right, let's let's take a listen to uh, Tim Burchett here in this next clip. And I said, Mike, I said, maybe we ought to start off with a prayer. And uh, and he looked at me and said, he asked me if I would do it. And I said, sure. I said, you want me to come up to the mic or just do it Baptist style and yell it out? And he said, you can do it from there. And so I did. And um, my buddy Matt Gates is back there, too. And we Matt and I sort of stayed in the back. I mean, we were kind of just soaking it all up, actually, because, you know, we um, we've been working on this. The eight of us worked on it a long time. But I just prayed and asked ask God for his blessings on this great country. And I thanked him for the fighting men and women that got us free. And and I quoted my father um, on the night Bill Clinton won the election. Um, we were we'd worked the polls and we were watching the election results. And I looked at my dad and he was very defeated. And he said the blessing. And all he said was, um, Lord, please don't let us lose this country. And I thought and I said, I, I said that. And then I said, amen. And or, you know, Jesus name. And I said, amen. And that's where it, that's where it went. So, you know, we have we now have a speaker who, you know, when someone says, hey, can I pray? He says, yes. You know, and Burchett said, should I come up there and or should I just stay back here and holler it out Baptist style? He said, no, holler it out. Just holler it out so everybody can hear it. Mm-hmm. And then they have this moment where. Where they're going to, you know, call out to God for help. It's good. We need that. Mm-hmm. This nation needs leadership doing that mm-hmm. every day. But the media would destroy them for that. Mm-hmm. You know, they would call them the religious right-wing extremists. Yeah. You know, how dare they call on God? You know, they're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the third clip that we're going to listen to here, uh, you know, Bannon asks him, you know, can, can can a decent man actually change things? I think we're determining he's a decent man. And, you know, Bannon says, can he actually, you know, change something in Washington? Let's take a listen to this answer. Say it's providential. And, and, and I don't mean to be I don't mean to be cynical, but can a decent man can a decent man? How hard is it for a decent man to make it in the imperial capital today and to make it make a change? It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. But the only way you can do it is change it at the top. You know, we've we've tried this piecemeal stuff of, of you know, getting knocking off a few people in the thing, and that's you know, it's like Trump. I mean, he, uh, you know, he did. He just came out of nowhere, but the American people were behind him. And that's who's behind. That's who's behind folks like me and and this guy Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, because he is um, he's not a blue blood. And then, you know he wasn't born on third base and thought he hit a triple. His daddy was a fireman who got severely injured in a fire and ended up dying. He ended up dying before he even got to Congress. About four days before he got to Congress, and he and his wife have I don't know four or five beautiful kids, and and he's just a. Um, He's got a he's got a, not, a cool sense of humor. I told he sent me a text this morning because I said he's a goober and that's what I dig about him. You know he's he's not a you're not going to read about him messing around on the side or taking some shady dealings. And you're not you're not going to have to worry about that. All you're going to worry about is he's, he's going to make us work a lot harder than anybody has in the past. And I'm cool with that. So, you know, when Bannon says, can a decent man make a change? He says, no, it's pretty much impossible. But uh, he says it's got to happen at the top. And then he goes on to describe him that he's not somebody who's going to, 
you know, be making these shady backroom deals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the, uh, the criticism of speakers in the past for both sides of the aisle. Or just anybody in general in D.C. Right. Any individual in D.C. But Mike Johnson uh, is not that, he's not that person. You know, when I, we went to, we went to D.C. back in September mm -hmm. for a congressional briefing. I did. You and Joshua. Yeah, yep, Joshua came with me. And uh, Mike Johnson was one of the congressmen that came in and gave us a briefing. Mm -hmm. it, he, had, he just came out of the, because he's on the Judiciary Committee, and he had just come out of the um, the grilling of Merrick Garland. Mm -hmm. And he, he said something where, in that briefing, and he, he didn't speak long, maybe five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm taking notes as he's talking. Unbeknownst to me, he would be the speaker in just, you know, what, six weeks? Six weeks away, unbeknownst to all of us, because, you know, as we've been talking about, nobody, nobody, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, you know, but I'm not allowed to video, you know, because they said we want these guys to be able to speak off the record. But I'm taking notes. And I think I can share some things that he said, because I think it speaks to everything that we've been talking about about who he is. Uh, he said, don't take things for granted anymore. Uh, we, we just can't take, uh, we, we, we have to go after it was his point. We just can't take it for granted. We have to, we have to do the work that's set before us. He says, people no longer know foundation principles. We have forgotten the creator, the giver of our birth certificate. And these are the things that, that he talks about that he would like to get us back to. Mm -hmm. And that's why the media despise him so much. Because he's not allowed. Mm -hmm. But then he said, be encouraged. As dark as it looks, there are believers here on their knees. Mm -hmm. Believers. And, and when I came back, uh, this is one of the, what, what did you want to make a comment about Did it? you read the part about the... The birth certificate? I did. Oh, I missed it. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I read it. When I came back, I I think that I was most taken by was the number of these individuals, and especially him, him included, that just, they repeatedly said, look, there's people here in the Capitol, you know, congressmen and congresswomen that are here and we're praying. Mm-hmm. We, we we know that the country is going in the wrong direction, uh, and, and we're praying about it, mm -hmm. praying for direction, praying for guidance, praying that, you know, that they would have the wisdom and the ability and the courage and the fortitude to, to, to participate in turning it around mm -hmm. and, and praying against darkness. Yeah. And I think you had mentioned that one of them or several of them just encouraged all of you who were in attendance to to continue to pray for them that they they said we feel the prayers mm -hmm. um, of the people mm -hmm. and he, he was one of them mm -hmm. yeah 
be encouraged, she said, as dark as it looks, there are believers here on their knees. And then, you know, he did go on to say, as many of them did, you know, to us, you guys keep praying. Right. So if you're out there listening and you are a praying person, um, pray. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're taking in any kind of media, whether it's media that you agree with mm -hmm. or it's media that you don't agree with mm -hmm. all of it. Um, don't let it be spoon fed to you. Mm -hmm. um, prepare, prepare your own meal, <laughs> <laughs> Right. prepare your own meal and, and, and partake of it. Just don't take things at face value on either, either way. Um, be discerning, mm -hmm. pray, be vigilant, mm -hmm. be aware, mm -hmm. be alert, and take in information with 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 clarity, and then have patience to let it play out. Mm -hmm. um, don't don't just consume. Mm -hmm. Don't be spoon fed. Yeah. Even even not even listening to us, you know, those yeah. of you that that enjoy listening, um, you know, we say things, and it's our opinion, but. Mm -hmm. You know, look into it. Yeah, I've I've heard Malcolm say that. Uh -huh. Don't just take our word for it. Right. Go. Do your do homework. Your due diligence. Do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. Right. Look into it. Yeah, and and if you if you are a praying person, um, ask for discernment mm -hmm. in things and and be patient. Mm -hmm. And you know, definitely pray for Mike. Pray for Mike Johnson. Mm -hmm. And pray for the for for all of DC. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining us, Cindy. Welcome back into studio. Thank you. It was all right. fun. Nice to have you. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening. Encourage your family and friends to get on the Dean's list. Let's unite to renovate the age.